أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغبوب عليهم ولا الضالين صدق الله We had briefly discussed up to the point yesterday Maliki Yawm al-Deen The Day of Judgment is described by various descriptions in the Quran Sharif Among the descriptions is what is in this Surah, Surah Al-Fatiha Maliki Yawm al-Deen The word Yawm al-Deen here actually translated as the day of recompense the day of recompense this is the day of judgment when everyone will be recompensed for whatever they have done in dunya in terms of the rights of Allah Ta'ala those who fulfilled Allah Ta'ala's rights they will be recompensed with the rewards and the bounties of akhirat and likewise in terms of the rights of people if somebody was harmed in dunya he will be recompensed and compensated on the day of qiyamah unless the person who had been harmed had forgiven it otherwise all these aspects will be settled on the day of qiyamah it's a day of recompense in terms of a person's actions his deeds and also in terms of things that were done with relation to people's rights and therefore in one hadith sharif Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that you will you must most certainly fulfill the rights that to addunna al-huquq or otherwise it will be compensated on the day of qiyamah and to highlight this recompense Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says the day of qiyamah is such a day hatta yuqada lishatil Jalha min ashatil karna that a hornless sheep which was harmed in this dunya by a horned sheep a goat so now these are animals there's no hisab kitab of the animals and the animals won't have perpetuity insan in akhirat has perpetuity he came without a inception meaning from prior from ever he had a starting point he had an inception but there isn't an end to this insan there's an end in this dunya but then he will be in the qabr and then resurrected on the day of qiyamah and then there's a final abode that final abode is either jannat for people of iman or without iman then the final abode is jahannam and both places are perpetual jannat also is perpetual and Jahannam is also perpetual both and death itself will be brought on the day of Qiyamah or later on and it will be brought in the form of a sheep and it will be slaughtered so in other words the message now will be given to everyone that moth itself is no more existing and therefore the people of Jannat will be told that this is now perpetual la maut there is no more death and likewise people of Jahannam 
the people of Jannah, this will only increase their happiness and joy, that now our abode of Jannah is perpetual, it's everlasting, and the people in Jahannam, who are the people without Iman, their grief and agony will only be increased by this, that our punishment and trial and the torture of Jahannam is now forever. So in any case, the Hadith Sharif highlights a very important matter, that these rights will be recompensed on the day of Qiyamah if it is not settled in dunya. One is the rights of Allah Ta'ala also, it is Allah Ta'ala's prerogative, Allah Ta'ala wishes to forgive somebody, so Allah will forgive him. But the rule that Allah Ta'ala has set is, that if a person has fulfilled, not fulfilled rights of dunya, then the day of Qiyamah is the place of the recompense. He will be taken to task on that day and he will have to then be, if it's wrongs that he has done in this world, the fire of Jahannam, whatever the azab and punishment. So in terms of the rights of people also, this is a very very important message we give ourselves every day, in every rakat, of every salah, that I may have been able to do things just now, I performed the last salah and between then and now I might have said things to people, I might have done things in terms of financial matters, I might have done somebody down, hurt somebody but remember Maliki Yawmiddin, Allah is the master of the day of recompense that day is coming so I can't get away, I rather sort it out I rather go and correct it, I made a mistake after the last salah I forgot in the previous salah that how many rakats I recited Maliki Yawmiddin, Maliki Yawmiddin I kept on reminding myself left the masjid and still forgot and still conducted myself in a way that I trampled the rights of people but now that I have come back to the masjid again I am reminding myself Maliki Yawmiddin let me go and sort it out the very well known Hadith Sharif when Nabi Karim وسلم, asked the Sahaba Ikram that do you know who is a bankrupt person, a pauper? So the Sahaba replied and said that the person who has no possessions, somebody has nothing to his name, doesn't own any material wealth. So Rasulullah replied and said that that's not the Muflis I'm talking about. The Muflis and the pauper, the bankrupt person I'm talking about, is inna al-muflisa min ummati may ya'ti yawm al-qiyamah the muflis and the bankrupt person of my ummad so now the word bankrupt this gives the message that a person who had something that's why he had something even saved up but then it suddenly all just got completely disappeared there's nothing at hand that's a real disaster now one is a person never had something so that is already a problem, but a person had a lot, and now overnight everything got wiped out. That becomes a very serious matter. Here this is the message being given, that the muflis of my ummah is somebody who was very wealthy in terms of deeds before the day of Qiyamah, meaning he had amassed a lot of deeds. يَأْتِي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِصَلَاتٍ وَصِيَامٍ وَزَكَاتٍ He had done a lot of good deeds, he came into the akhirat with a lot of good deeds, with fasting, with salah, with sadaqah, with atikaf, with efforts of deen, with tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, so many good things, mashallah. But all these good things on the one side, 
on the other side وَيَأْتِي قَدْ شَتَمَ هَذَا Subhanallah the kalam of Nubuwad what can we ever fathom the depth of it and everything from Nabi Kareem sallallahu is a mortiza if we just cast a little glance at ourselves also and around us and in terms of how people's conduct sometimes is so there's many many things which people unfortunately sometimes they fall short in they transgress in terms of the rights of people for the rights of people there are many different things but most of the time and most commonly somebody or the other their right or they are oppressed in the way of how we use our tongues this is the their people's rights are trampled in terms of their material things their possessions so many things people are sometimes physically assaulted and hurt and what not goes on but the most common thing is by means of the tongue what is said and how people are sometimes hurt with this how they are humiliated and disgraced unnecessarily how they are uh, mocked at what not is said to people the thing is that that is sometimes the mind also doesn't go in any that to this that this too was a zulm this too will be recompensed on the day of qiyamah if it's not settled in dunya mind doesn't go to it so now there's a list of things that nabi akram sallallahu alaihi mentioned about the transgressions but at the top of the list number one of the list qad shatama hada shatam shatam is quite comprehensive it's not confined to vulgarity person said something vulgar to somebody that too is shatam and included in this any kind of hurtful speech all this is part of it curse somebody that too is it he mocked and ridiculed somebody that is included in it because all this constitutes a degree of zulm he said something that hurt somebody this is wrong because we are also insan others are insan to say things that are undue cause undue hurt to someone allah taala hasn't made that permissible for anybody all other slaves and servants of allah taala so now that's the last thing that our mind goes to that this was not in order this was wrong now this becomes the order of the day people are sworn at and cursed and what not carries on and it doesn't cross our mind in any way so the bees law some say that a person comes now on the day of qiyamah mashallah made so many khatams in the month of ramadan 10 khatams he made he made itikaf and he did so many other good things he gave so much of charity he went so many times out in the path of allah taala he studied so many years in a madrasa and studied deen and he did so many other good things mashallah excellent all very well but on the other side qad shatama hada wa qadhafa hada he slandered somebody wa akala mala hada usurped somebody's wealth wa daraba hada he hit somebody killed somebody now all these people if their rights were not settled in dunya their forgiveness was not sought in dunya and if that matter was not sorted out now the day of qiyamah comes 
on the day of Qiyamah this will be sorted out. On the day of Qiyamah there is no rands and cents and dollars and pounds on that day. The deeds of a person that will be what will be traded. The deeds will be traded. So now the person who had harmed somebody his good deeds will be taken and given away to the one who was harmed in return. The day of recompense. Maliki Yawmiddin. This should be etched on our hearts and minds. And every time we recite the surah, every rakat we recite it, if we are behind the imam, we'll hear him reciting it. And we are still going to recite it many times in our sunnat salah. We're going to recite it in our nawafil. Every time we recite it, we should let this sink into our hearts. Maliki Yawmiddin. Allah Ta'ala is the master of the day of recompense. On that day, nothing else will work. All our fancy talk, how we managed to sometimes get away with how we just explained ourselves out of situations, how sometimes when we were taken to task by somebody, how we just made some story and got away with it. But on the day of Qiyamah, nothing can work. On that day, our very limbs will speak and testify against us. And that's the day of recompense, Maliki Yawmiddin. So now all these people who were harmed, all these people whose rights were violated, people who were sworn at, people who were abused, they will now come and claim. And when they'll claim, they're not going to take half. They're not going to give discounts on that day. Because that day, every person will be very, very greedy for every deed. So now if he can get somebody else's good deeds, he's not going to leave it. That's not going to be a day that we're going to be able to negotiate with anybody. It's too late to negotiate. The time of negotiation, meaning to gain forgiveness for somebody, is now in dunya. We sort the matters out now, then we'll be saved from the situation of the akhirat. So, Nabi Islam says, all these people will come, they'll claim, and they'll take away the good deeds in return. But now if the good deeds are all exhausted, there's nothing left. So now what? There's still a line of claimants. There's still people now asking for their rights. So now when there's nothing left to give, so now the tables will be turned. People who came with a lot of sins also. MashaAllah, this person came with a lot of good deeds, mountains of good deeds. But now those mountains of good deeds have all flown away. That place is all empty and bare. Now their sins will be taken and put onto him. فَإِنْ فَنِيَتْ حَسَنَاتُهُ أُخِذَتْ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُمْ if his righteous deeds, his good deeds are all exhausted, their sins will be taken and put onto him in return, and he will go to Jahannam with the sins of others. Came with mountains of good deeds and going to Jahannam with the sins of others because of violating their rights in dunya. So, this is not a small thing. This is a very, very serious matter. And therefore, those who realized how important this is, they took extreme care. They took extreme care with regards to the rights of others. Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullah very, very great personality, great muhaddith, faqih, mujahid, and person of tremendously great qualities. The muhaddithin all hold him in tremendously high esteem. The books of hadith are filled with the name of Abdullah bin Mubarak in the Sanad. Person of that caliber, he says that he went to from uh, he went to Maru, far away, 
traveled over a thousand miles of that time in that zamana and he had been there he borrowed a pen to write borrowed the pen and sometimes as it happens after a person has now used the pen so force of habit goes into the pocket so sometimes the force of habit takes other people's pens into the pocket it's not necessarily that this was put into the pocket somehow it got left behind he forgot to return it to the owner and he had come back all the way back home over a thousand miles of that zamana's traveling traveling through what kind of terrain and on horseback or camelback and when he got back he realized that I forgot to return this so what was the value of that pen of that time it might have been a reed pen something that in our context now in our time and age if you have to put a price on it it might be one rand maybe because an ordinary reed pen now one rand, two rand, five rand item but he now immediately set out again and traveled all the way that because there was no other way of getting it back to the person so he traveled all the way to go and return this item because this is belonging to somebody else it's not my right it's not my possession and if this is not settled here Allah forbid it then comes up to the day of Qiyamah how am I going to then sort it out then so he came all the way back to come and return this item because it doesn't belong to me and by mistake it came away now this is the extent of care they took because because Maliki Yawmiddin was in front of them all the time consciousness of Allah Ta'ala the consciousness of the day of Qiyamah and the recompense of the day of Qiyamah this was all the time in front of them therefore their actions their words they were very conscious about because what they are going to say now is not going to be disappearing in the air this is going to bite back someday sometimes it bites back, in, bites back in dunya already many things bite back in dunya just that because the time that elapses in between the respite Allah Ta'ala gives and a person takes advantage of that respite and carries on doesn't think anything about it when it bites back he forgets where they started off from he has no idea in fact he cannot even link it but it all links up many things, many issues, difficulties sometimes it's a test from Allah Ta'ala's side many times it's what has been our own doing our own doing and that comes back وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Allah Ta'ala says the smaller punishment will keep coming to them in dunya not the bigger punishment now and their smaller punishment too is a punishment but in a guise of punishment is actually rahmat لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ that they take heed they come back to Allah Ta'ala but the point is that it comes that azab is not now comes for nothing that azab comes because of something because of some wrongdoing because of some misdeeds so now when that misdeeds are with regards to people also how people have been treated how their rights have been trampled how somebody is sworn at how people are just mocked and jeered sometimes humiliated whatever else carries on so now that too bites back because very often these kind of things we just dismiss it somebody now did something else it bothers him somewhere down the line and then he still feels well, this is still to be sorted out but the verbal abuse and the way we go about our tongues most of the time this is forgotten like it never existed didn't happen so nobody illa mashallah nobody worries about going and even sorting it out at the most maybe the day of Eid we'll now meet each other and say maaf 
We don't know what we said maaf for, he also doesn't know what we said maaf for. So it's sometimes just say maaf for everything. But did that person really forgive us? So it's just a formality, just some kind of just routine, just one something going through the motions. But if that's not sincere, it's not genuine, then these things all get left in abeyance. And on the day of Qiyamah, this then comes back for a person. Therefore, this is not as mentioned at the beginning. Surah Al-Fatiha is the crux of the entire Qur'an Sharif. This is the summary of the Qur'an Sharif. And one of the themes throughout the Qur'an Sharif is Tawheed. And then in it is the theme of Risalat, Messengership. So that comes further down. إِهْدِنَ السِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ سِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ In this is the message of Risalat. سِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ We'll discuss inshallah among the people who Allah has favored, the top of the list, مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ So مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ That's the Risalat. And the third theme throughout the Qur'an Sharif is the theme of Ma'ad. Hereafter. That this, these are the fundamental beliefs, everything else then builds onto this. So the third theme is of Ma'ad, hereafter, Maliki Yawmuddin is bringing the whole message of hereafter directly in front of us. Remember, there's a day of recompense. Dunya, my team, I can get away. I can duck and dive. I can cover my tracks. I can get somebody to just confuse things in the fine print and some clauses here and there and whatever else kind of tricks and things that are played but the day of judgment is coming the day of recompense is coming Allah Ta'ala is reminding us of this Maliki Yawmiddin Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'een Thereafter we turn to Allah Ta'ala Ya Allah you alone do we worship and you alone do we seek assistance from the first part of Surah Al-Fatiha the praises of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala that were extolled this is the it's part of that it is part of the praises of Allah Ta'ala that after having mentioned the unique sifat and qualities of Allah Ta'ala Allah alone is worthy of all praise Allah is Rabbul Alameen Allah Ta'ala alone is Ar-Rahman He is Rahim and He is the master of the day of recompense so therefore Allah alone is worthy of worship Iyaka Na'bud Allah you alone do we worship so this too is Allah Ta'ala's praise also that only Allah is worthy of worship and only Allah is worthy of being sought assistance from So this is the halfway mark of Surah Al-Fatiha and in the hadith that was mentioned earlier where the hadith Qudsi when Allah Ta'ala says Qassamtu salata bayni wa bayna abdi nisfain I have divided the Surah Al-Fatiha between myself and my servant half and half so if you count the letters from Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen to up to nasta'een it is exactly half the total number of letters of Surah Al-Fatiha. Whereas actually it's what the mazmoon is, the message, that this is half in terms of the praises of Allah Ta'ala and thereafter it is the, what the servant is asking from Allah Ta'ala, هَذَا li وَلِعَبْدِي مَا سَأَلْ is for from اِهْدِنَ السِّرَاتِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ downwards. But the letters itself also, exactly half the total number of letters from Alhamdu to Nasta'een and then the second half is from Ihdina Sirat al-Mustaqeem InshaAllah we'll continue Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq